0: Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM.
1: Chronicles seven verse eleven says: Thus Solomon finished the house of the Lord and the king's house. All that Solomon had planned to do in the house of the Lord and in his house he successfully accomplished. Then the Lord appeared to Solomon in the night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. When I shut up the heavens, when I shut up the heavens, so that there is no rain, or command the locusts to devour the land. Or send pestilence among my people. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn their, from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. And so, I, I was, um, as we were worshiping and praying and um, everything that was going on, I, I had a whole different message prepared. <laughs> um, but going to kind of move in the spirit a little bit uh, that's okay with you guys Um, I heard that verse in my spirit that as the scripture says when the heavens are shut up and there's no rain and there's pestilence or, or famine if we will humble ourselves and pray and seek God's face he will hear from us forgive our sins and heal the land and I think that Part of my message was about just developments, Christian character, right? Praying and fasting and um, I was gonna do the Beatitudes and kind of go with that, but I feel like with everything that was shared this morning and even I have some of my own testimonies I can share, <laughs> I feel like that scripture, I know that scripture speaks not only to my heart, but I'm sure it speaks to everyone else's that uh, we need to seek the Lord's face we need to humble ourselves and pray. And not, um, A lot of times when trials and tribulations come, we think, I got this. I know what to do. I did it that way last time, and it worked. And I don't need to go, I don't need to seek God on this. I already know how to handle it, right? But I think sometimes when things happen, God is saying, I'm allowing them to happen because I want you to seek me. I know that's what happened last time, but this time I want you to seek me for a different answer. I want you to seek me for a different outcome. Alan says it all the time, to, to get something you never had, you want, you got to do something you never did. When God is calling us to a new level of different things, he's saying, you need the, the trials are going to come, the famine's going to come, the, the sacrifices, the, the things that, that we're, we're not expecting are going to happen, but we need to seek him. We need to first humble ourselves, right, because we need to understand that we can't do it on our own, but also we need to seek his face. And by doing that, he's saying, "I will hear from you. I will hear, and I will heal your land." And um, just a quick testimony that I'll, um, I'll pretty much get down from here, because you know, and let the spirit move. But how long has it been now? Three months, four months, five? It's been about five months since I started talking to Feedy about becoming a minister in the church and everything like that. And uh, I agreed. You know, we started it before and things happened. And I was like, I can't do it right now. And so years later, probably what, four years later, three, three, four years later, uh, he came back to me again. He's like, I know you really, you you feel called to be a minister. You feel called to preach. Let's try this again. And I was like, all right, let's do it again. And um, since that day, it's been nothing but, it's been, there's been blessings, but there's been a series of attacks on my not so much on my life, but on my wife, on my son, uh, you know, in our household. It was like and my wife came to me a few months ago and she said, uh, you know, the Lord spoke to me and he said, I'm gonna use you to get to him. Well, the devil's the, the devil's gonna use you, her, to get to him, to me. Mm-hmm. Right? And um, I think mom Jackie gave her the same word not too long after that. And since then, so quick story. When we had the baby, uh, when he was first, first when as soon as he came out, um, they took him, you know, to clean him up and everything. And then they were they were panicking because they were saying like, oh, he's not breathing right, and you know. So first thing I did, I broke out, and started praying. I'm like, the devil is a liar. We didn't come this far for this baby to die on this table. And um, you know, I started praying, and, and, and you know, I'm just like, God, you you can't do this to me. You know, you can't let this happen and um they they were like call the NICU and get them get the NICU nurses up here, and everything, so they came long story short, they came, and by the time they got there, he was breathing, and he was you know they were like, oh, he's fine, he you know he's good, he just he's good and um so that was the start of it and then you know after that we get we get out of the delivery room, she gets in her room, the maternity ward, and um she's like. I'm in so much pain. I'm in so much pain. And we're like, well, you know, everybody's like, well, yeah, you just had a baby, you know, and she's like, no, 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 it's different. It's different. And everybody's kind of brushing it off. They're brushing it off. And we're like, no, you're fine. You're fine. And so she was like, no, somebody needs to check me. I'm in a lot of pain. And so they went and they checked and um, she had um, a hematoma, which is basically like internal bleeding. And um, they said it was it's about 10 centimeters. So that's about like the size of. It's pretty big. It's about like that big, and so you know they were like, "We may have to do surgery. We may have to operate. We're not sure, because if it continues to bleed and it gets bigger, you know she can bleed out and die." And so I'm like, "Really? Like, come on, man! (laughs) Like, you know?" And I I remember calling PD and I'm telling PD and I'm like, "I don't, I don't know what to do. You know, like I'm, I'm." I'm praying and I'm, I'm believing God and we been we were confessing well before the baby was born that you know everything was gonna go perfect and I'm like, why is it not working out? And um PD was like, you know, this is just the enemy trying to steal the joy of your son. You know, this is supposed to be a joyous time, but you know, we're struggling with this and that, and um, you know, Tashani was upset because, well, she couldn't feed him for the first time because of everything that was going on. And so it was a lot. I set out to say a lot, and then just recently. You know, probably a week after that, she had to go back to the emergency room again because she had what they call postpartum preeclampsia, and it basically her it was this, like her blood pressure went super high and is you know life threatening. So I was just like, what is happening? Like, what is going on? And then just recently, again last week, she had to have surgery to have her gallbladder removed. So. I was just like, I, I I saw this verse not too long after that. And I've also been talking to PD over the course of all this. And I was just like, wow, like, you know, it's, it's, it's sometimes these things come because God is saying, I need you to seek me. Um, I'm allowing this because I need you to seek me. And I think we don't do that enough. I think we don't seek God enough. We don't we make excuses a lot of times. A lot of times it's I'm too busy. I got this, I got that. Um, and, you know, I know PD always says, you know, even if it's just five minutes, but I think if we can get up and I don't, I hope you don't mind sharing this, but, uh so <laughs> he talked about the job, right? And how it was overnight or whatever. So he told me about the job and I, I was like, Trey, I was like, what? That's the devil. But I was like, all right, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. Um, and so he was like, yeah, man, he was like, it was cool though. You know, it was, you know, I got to pray. I got to pray. Seek God and pray in tongues for six hours, and this. and I was like, "But you can do that at home, like you know what I mean? Like you can wake up, set your alarm clock, and wake up <laughs> and seek God at home in the comfort of your own bed, you know, in your own house, and and, and do that at home, and, and and um, I think we make excuses, like uh, for a lot, Like I said, for a long time, my my job, I had to get up at three o'clock in the morning. Um, I had to. Well, I actually, had to get up at like two. And Alan, Alan knows this story that um, uh, a few of you probably have heard it a million times, but yeah, so for a long time, for the last probably about last four years, right? Um, I had to get up at 2 o'clock in the morning, and then I would work sometimes all day. Get home at 10, 11, at night and then do it, get up and do it the next day, right? And it wasn't a problem. I got up, I did it. But when it came to like, you know, I need this. Get up and pray, or I need to get up and read my word, or I need to find time. I made excuses. Oh, well, I got the baby now, it's different. I don't get to sleep. I need to get to sleep. I need to, but it's like you didn't sleep before. So why is it okay now for you to have, you know, why is it an excuse now? You were able to do it for a job. You like PD said, he was like, you know what, you're right. You know, I'm getting up and I'm doing this for somebody else. I'm furthering their dream, I'm furthering their 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 company, I'm doing all these things. Like I can get up and do this for the church. Right? I can stay up all night for the church and work for the church. I can stay up and work for Jesus and, and seek God and and what He's desiring for me instead of what this man or woman, whoever owns the company, is, is is telling me to do, right? And um, you know, we we always say, Alan talked about it, work is worship and you know, we work for the Lord, we don't work for man, but um it's not evident in our lives. Because when God is calling us to do something, how many times have we got up and like, uh, it's okay to be late for church, but it's not okay to be late for work, right? I get to my job for the last, I've been there 13 years. For the last 13 years, I've got to my job. I leave my house an hour early, intentionally to get there early, right? And I get there at least 45 minutes early for the last 14, 12, 13 years. But when it comes to church, I'm like, ah, I set the alarm to church start at ten. I set the alarm to nine. I get dressed. I'm out of the house by nine thirty. Church is fifteen minutes away, right? And you know, and then I find parking. I get there at nine fifty nine, and I'll be, I'll be good. But it's like God is calling us to something higher, something better, something more, and we're like, we're making excuses. But we will work twice as hard for our jobs or for things that we want. Um, but not for things that God is calling us to. And so um, you know, that was my short little sermon that I had no preparation for. Um, So I just want to encourage you guys just to um seek God, seek his face and and um, you know, and stop making excuses. Develop that 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 posture of prayer and 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 saying like God I, I need you more than anything else and I'm willing to sacrifice everything else. I'm willing to sacrifice my job, my life, my comfortable life, my, whatever it is for you. Um, and I think a lot of times it's easy to say that when we're not in it. Right? It's easy to be like, yeah, you need to have faith. But when you're really in it is when the test is really like, okay, is this, is this true? Do you really believe this or not? I say it to, say it to a lot of people all the time, but um, specifically my wife. <laughs> I'm like, either we believe this or we don't, right? Because if we don't, then what are we doing? Why are we here? Why do we get up every Sunday and come here? What are we doing? Why are we wasting our time? There's plenty of other things we could be doing on a Sunday morning than be here. So if we believe it, then we need to act like we believe it, right? We need to just say, and just, we need to just walk in it, and that's all of the, the, like PD talks about the whole gospel, that's the whole gospel, not just I believe that part, I believe the healing part, but I don't uh that uh, you know, the prosperity thing is not my thing, right? Or I believe the 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 praying part, but I don't know about that fasting. Right? We believe the whole thing but we don't. Right? Um So, one more scripture. All right, all right, PD Jr. <laughs> um, and don't worry, I'm preaching next Sunday, so <laughs> we'll get to Matthew five next Sunday. <laughs> um, but I just felt like, in the midst of everything, I just kept feeling different leading um, Psalm forty-two. This is one of my favorite scriptures, actually. Um, Psalm forty-two and one says, "As a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants for, so pants my soul for you, O God." My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. And I think that's, for me, that's always been a sobering scripture. Like, how much does my soul thirst for God? How much do we thirst for God? Like, uh, quick story, like, so I used to run track, right? And so part of track practice, you run, I don't know probably 10, 20 miles a day, Frank Shaking his head, <laughs> Like cause you you're running sprints, you're running different drills and everything. So you add it all up. I don't know. It's probably like 10, 20 miles, right? And you're running hard because you're supposed to practice like you in the real thing. And typically it's hot. And you know, and I like whenever I look at this, I always think about like, have you ever been really thirsty? And you're just like, I need a drink. Like I like my mouth is dry. I can't hardly breathe. I'm dying because I need something to drink. Not just a little, like, oh, I'm thirsty. But, like, I'm talking about really thirsty, like, desert thirsty. Like, you know, it's 100 degrees and I'm in Las Vegas thirsty. And, I like, when I see that, like, my soul thirsts for God. I'm like, how much, how thirsty am I for God? Am I that thirsty? Because I should be. But am I? Or have I let the, the cares of this world, like Matthew... I can't remember it right now the parable of the sower Jesus talks about you know the seeds sown among the thorns, and you know the the thorns represent the cares of the world and they came and they choked out the word, Have I let this seed be sown among the thorns? You know have I let all of this these the seed be planted and and but I'm worried about my kid my kid and my wife and my car and my house and and my job and getting a promotion and The newest cell phone and the newest iPad and the best clothes and whatever else it is, there's a million things that I could probably name up here. Because it seems to me, if I just look at my life, and this is just me, um, if I look at my life, it seems to me like I'm more thirsty for those things than I am for God. And so oftentimes, like, uh, I love my wife because she challenges me a lot. And she's like, you know, she'd be like, how do we know that we're really saved? And I'm like, well, you should. You should desire God, you know, one for, four for one, right? You should be hungry for God. Um, there's all these different evidences and things like that. But I'm like, but then am I really saved? Because then you start to think that, right? Because it's like, I don't really desire God like I should, you know? But I think it's because, it's not because I, it's more because I care about other things. Other things are more important. I got my little checklist of life, right? Like, when you're younger, you're like, well, when I grow up, I'm to be a fireman, and I'm going to be an astronaut, and I'm going to get 17 degrees, like PD. And, <laughs> and, you know, I got all these things, and I got to check the boxes, right? I got to have a house and a beautiful wife and two kids and a dog and the whole thing, right? And so, it's, <laughs> but it's like, the reality is God is saying, no, like, I'll, sure, I'll give you all those things. You can have all those things if you want it. But that's not the purpose of you being here. Like, Cleavon mentioned it last week, like, you know, with, with the salt of the earth and, the, and, you know, the city set on a hill, like, that's our purpose. That's what we're here for. We're here to seek after God, to know him, to walk with him, to, to you know, um, to be with him and to do his will. But everything that we're focusing on is, do I got, am I making 100000 yet? All right, I'm, I did that. Now, nah, am I making 150000 Am I, you know, am I, do I have the title that I'm looking for? Right? Um, did I get the house? All right, I got that house, but do I want, now I want a bigger house. Right? There's always something more. We're always, and I feel like the reason why we're always going for something more is because we're thirsty, but we're, we don't realize that what we're thirsty for is God. And so we're filling it with everything else. It's like when you're thirsty... So using that same analogy, right? Like I'm super thirsty. I just finished running, you know, ten miles, and somebody hand me a soda, right? And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm so thirsty. Thank you. But now I'm still thirsty, cause that didn't solve the problem. So I go get another soda, and another one, and then before you know it, now now I got diabetes and I'm and I'm and I'm dehydrated, but right? But like the reality is that like if somebody just give me that water then I'm, I'm satisfied. Yeah. Right? The living, like, the living water, look at that. Pastor uh, uh, Allen right there. <laughs> right? That living water, right? Jesus said to the woman at the well, if you knew the water that I have, you'd never thirst again. Right? So, that's all I had to say today. I pray that, you know, this encourage you and this guy will guide you in the right direction. And we'll do Matthew 5 next week.
0: (laughs) That concludes this week's message. And thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also,